What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Spoiler Alert. Brian. I am Brian. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get the hang of this. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Brian. No, so now I'm supposed to say now, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Mark underscore L underscore Miller. Mark. Yep. Mark. Mark. Mark one. Mark. He's the original Mark. (laughs) Mark Pie. All right, we're here to talk about this week's comic book offerings, but first, we have emails. But post first, no pre first. Second. Pre first. First, you mean? Pre, pre <laughs> point five. Okay. Zero point five. We're gonna talk about I don't know fucking uh, San Diego Comic Con yeah. stuff yeah. came out about, about a lot of. I'm really excited. Honestly, I'm mumbling my way through this, but I'm really stoked. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't sure, and I'm talking specifically about the Marvel movie slate hmm. that has been released. I wasn't sure post Endgame and Spider-Man how much I was going to care about mm. moving forward. Mm. I knew that I was curious, mm. uh, cautiously optimistic. But the things that they have released, the movies that and TV shows that are on the slate for uh, the next year and the year after, I'm really tickled. I, I can't wait for a lot of these. The yeah. only one that is causing me any alarm is Eternals. But even that, I can quell by saying, well, I had the same problems with Guardians when that was released, uh, that they were going to be doing that. So um, the fact that I don't know much about Guardians, I feel like it's a property no one's really going to care about. Same thing about Eternals. It's, you know. Yeah. I always like the Eternals, the but cast- it's right up my alley, that kind of thing. I don't. What are the Eternals? They are, I think, originally were supposed to be, I think Jack Kirby, and I, so, totally separate from the rest of the Marvel Universe. Then there was this weird thing where they wanted the Hulk to be in it, and then so he put the Hulk in it, but it turned out to be a Hulk robot, and then they just kind of merged into the Marvel Universe, but they're these, you know, very, very old uh, entities, and they they can't die. And uh, they may or may not be... The basis of some myths, maybe. Oh, okay. They all have, like, myth-type names, yeah. like Cersei and Icarus. And mm-hmm. Cersei was an Avenger I, for a while. I, that might be the most that they've had to do with the regular Marvel Universe. I think uh, the thing yeah. that they're going to focus on is the fact that they're immortals. And right. um, hmm. it's going to go back further into the history of the Marvel Universe. It would be cool seeing the MCU history, you know, if there was some crazy stuff going on back in yeah. the past. I don't know a lot of this other the rest of this cast other than Salma Hayek is playing Ajak, which is interesting because Ajak oh. was a big hulking guy. Yeah, um, and uh, she's not that big. And I like Kumail Nanjiani. He's the guy that's in uh, um, Stuber, right? Uh, I haven't seen. I'm not sure. Oh yes, he was He's in, in the, the Big Sick. Big sick. He's in he the does big like he does a voice on Adventure yeah, Time. Him. Was the first, and on Bob's yeah. Burgers. Yeah. Uh, I but like he him. Is, he's in Stuber. He seems to 
plays sort of like the same character everywhere. He's mm-hmm. every time he's uh, in it, he's got he's got very emotive eyebrows, and he's he got uh, um, and he's it, I, I don't know I he has yet to show me someone that's different like a different character. So if he's just going to be in there as just like kind of like the goofy reactionary character, then I don't know. Maybe they're going to go about it the whole way where like the gods have forgotten them, forgotten their identities and oh, they're maybe. scattered around the world. There, that was the a, uh, most recent Neil Gaiman wrote a series. Yes. That I think John was junior drawing it. Yeah. And they, that might've originally been his pitch for Thor. Oh. And then mm-hmm. they went a different way with, um, who was it? Oliver Koypel, J- J- Straczynski, I yeah. think. But yeah. didn't Straczynski do that? All of the, yeah. after Ragnarok, yeah. the Asgardians yeah. were yeah. Uh, b- in human bodies and yeah. he had to go around waking everybody up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I always thought Icarus was going to be the big He's, he's like the, the main guy, usually. Yeah. Yeah. He's always been the like mm. the the guy who's been front and center. But, I did like I mean, that with video Angelina game. Jolie being Angelina Jolie, she's going to kind of take over. Of course. You would think. Well, that's um, not even the first one up on the docket. The first mm-hmm. one is on May 1st, so it's going to be Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And did they say whether or not it was going to be... I believe uh, it takes place after Civil War. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and we're finally going to see... What's that? Uh, the Red Room. Well, no. I mean, probably yes, but uh, the 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 place that um, her and Hawkeye are constantly referencing. Oh, oh just like that time. Something in... happened. Is it always the same place yes. with them? Oh. Yeah, we're finally going to find out what happened in that place. Like, that I, I ordered a decaf. Yeah, they gave me a latte, <laughs> and I said, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then I killed him. Yeah, and then exactly. I had red on my ledger, and I had to tell everybody all the exactly. time that I had right. red on my ledger, so, all because of this coffee so incident. When, so when they say we should do it like in this place, Budapest or somewhere, Budapest, it means, that's it it. means kill that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need more red on my ledger. <laughs> and then uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show. That's cool. I like the mm-hmm. idea that I guess they saw what happened with Netflix, and however good or not good those shows were, they weren't really linked. Right. And Agents of Shield is pretty tangential. Yeah, and I, I like the idea. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I watch it because it's you know Marvel TV, whatever. Yeah. But uh, I I think and I like the idea that they must have uh, in their new contracts been like, well we need we need you Good to TV. also do some TV stuff if you want to be in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Which I like. I'm I'm really excited to yeah. see like yeah, it's cool the idea. actual characters and not just like oh this is a guy who was in the background once right. or yeah. they're they're like oh yeah uh, Tony's gonna come by. And you know who they're talking yeah, about. Tony Stark. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tony, Tony the Tiger. Um, and then Eternals is going to be in November. And then February of 2021, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Cool. An intriguing... Is that Mandarin? Yeah, Ten right? Rings, right? The Ten Rings. Because you Donnie know the Chen, deal with his dad. Donnie Chen is going to be playing the Mandarin. I'm into that. Which would be awesome. Yeah. Mm. It's too bad you can't have a young Donnie Chen because he would be a, a pretty amazing... Shang-Chi, but hmm. Donnie Chen's up there in age, so it's I can understand why they they didn't cast an older guy. Um, I wonder if the Mandarin I don't know the new guy, his dad but... in this story. Because oh. he, I never realized this, but Fu Manchu is his dad. The, Shang-Chi? Yeah. 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 Uh, I did not know that. Re- and then they yeah, lost they... the rights to that, so they just yeah. refer to him as like villainous older Asian guy or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Not as good. I mean, name. they could totally, they could totally retrofit it into being the Mandarin, yeah. being his father. Although, I'm sure. could they call him the Mandarin? Is that 
I mean, is it? I mean, they've already had. I mean, they've been referring to a character called the Mandarin. That's a good point. And then yeah. they revealed that, uh, you know, we thought we were seeing the Mandarin, and that turned out to be Trevor, the actor. Right. So, um, so I, I don't that know. Means, maybe that means Ben Kingsley will be back though too, which would be a lot <laughs> of fun. Well, from the there was a little mini movie that they made, and yeah. it was heavily implied that he was going to be murdered there in prison very shortly. Yes. Oh really? But, oh okay. yeah. Because the Mandarin. Right actually did exist and was um very angry at trevor for you know uh, being an imposter i bet it was all a double game and ben kingsley's character is the real mandarin what (laughs) that's what i would assume yep did you ever ever see scanners that's what just happened to my brain uh you your brain just saw scanners yes (laughs) 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 two-hour movie uh spring 2021 wandavision Ooh, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited. excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And then Does that I'll... mean she's gonna see special powers in a Wanda like way? <laughs> yeah, it's all gonna be first person shooter. <laughs> we are inside her eyes. Filmed in WandaVision. Yeah. Um also well, Loki be interesting. which has a terrible, terrible uh logo that's yeah, a weird choice i wonder if they're going for some kind of multiverse thing or maybe some like, the like different traces of loki or... yeah are those all different different fonts that have been used in other marvel movies <gasps> oh that exist? i doubt it no then forget it <laughs> um <laughs> he did get the reality stone so it'd be interesting to see what he did with it that's when true he, had he did it. In, Ooh, in wait reality Infinity stone or space stone Endgame. oh i don't fucking know Come on. He, he got, got the, one of the colorful the sm- stones he did it he was the one the, in the no, Tesseract. Was the that the reality stone. stone? That was the soul stone, right? Or the time stone? I, well, he I used it to teleport. Just... He did, which the space stone yeah. would do, but one would think the reality stone would also do. Yeah. And maybe even the power stone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're yeah. all, they all blend together. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it, it's cool. Um, I, I, I'm sad because I didn't get to go to San Diego this year, and I, I've gone the last decade almost no, well, i didn't oh, go last wow. year either so um so this is this but it's always it always bumps me out when i can't make it out there because i get oh. to see just a lot of friends that i hmm. normally don't see since i'm in chicago oh. but um but uh yeah it's i mean it it's going further and further away from comics as usual but um it seems like even more so this year because i mean ever that's the only literally the only thing people are talking about is the is the avenger or is the marvel slate basically and there are a couple other things but nothing like dc didn't have anything yeah, uh, yeah. Did, you know so I wonder if that was a calculated move like hey we have I some good stuff coming us. up but compared to hey guys what the, about like, us momentum hey, that we're is over happening. here guys yeah 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 well maybe they didn't have enough to show for yeah. wonder woman and they don't really have anything else planned i don't think um uh, other than joker i guess black and, adam they, but that's nowhere near it enough yeah. to yeah. do anything with yeah. And they, did you hear that they were, they might be doing a, um, a trench movie without Aquaman? Oh, I, I mean, I heard it. Yeah, I heard it was going to be the trench, um, but I didn't know it was going to be without Aquaman. Yeah, it's just going to be. It's a James Wan smaller, movie? smaller horror movie. Yeah, but Fun. it's set in, which would be it could be really cool. And yeah. James Wan has made some really good horror stuff. So it's uh, true. Yeah. I think it's a shame okay. that DC either can't or doesn't feel like it can just do their comics like Marvel has been doing. I, that's the sense that I've gotten from DC for a long time, that they feel like, well, we'd be seen to be as a, uh, copying if we do what Marvel is doing. But not really. They're totally different characters. And, you know, 
Marvel's having a lot of success with that because they have a lot of cool comics to draw from, but yeah. so does DC. You know, it'd be cool to get like core DC stuff, like mm -hmm. the Justice League and Superman and Green Lantern and whatever. And I, I know all little... three of those movies have been made, but you know. I can still. I, I mean, I could. I, I think their main their main mistake is the fact that they they don't have the patience to just do what Marvel yeah. did. They are they're rushing. They're like yeah. I think they just, just don't make fun. You know, like Marvel's like, yeah. let's make a fun movie, and DC's mm -hmm. like, how can we make this a real movie? Yeah. Yes. You know, how can we make really it like exist. Oscar winning Batman? And it's like, well, and then you Batman. get then you get like Zack Snyder doing his stuff, and mm. I really don't like, um, and and even uh, what's his name, who's been writing every DC movie basically for the last couple of years, and it, um, every big one, David Goyer, uh, David Goyer, yeah, doing and Sandman I, now though, and I think that's a, actually is a good fit for him. Uh, what's he on now? Sandman. Oh, Sandman. Yeah. yeah, and he's also doing a Hellraiser. Um, oh, is he? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm sorry. He's doing a Hellraiser. What? A new movie, a re reimagining of the first movie, um, and it's going to be a female pinhead hmm. instead of a male Hellraiser. One. Um, Not Hellblazer. Hellraiser. I was thinking Hellblazer this whole you time got too. Me so excited! I thought there was going to be a new Hellblazer movie. No, 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 no Hellraiser. Yeah. Oh, um, all right. Whatever. Yeah, sorry. I Matt Ryan's about doing a, a good job. I haven't ca ca cared about a Hellraiser movie since Hellraiser. Huh. I know, but this is supposed to be a big budget like one seven. that's actually going to be in theaters, I guess. Nice. So maybe it's something yeah. might be good. I don't know. And then we got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which they're saying is a quote-unquote horror movie, but also it's like PG-13. Right. So yeah. and how horror can it be? But uh, I'm, I like the word multiverse in there. Yeah. That's what gets me excited. I love the multiverse. Me too. You no, know, it's now, cool. Mark, Mark doesn't. This is an aside uh, to Brian. Mark doesn't like multiverses. Oh, really? He doesn't. JD, why is that? He can hear. Oh, he can hear me. Oh, shh. I like simple things, simple stories. Well, as soon as you throw in time travel and multiverses, those and are my favorite things. Oh, those are absolutely my favorite things. Everything. Yeah, give me that time travel story, man. Yeah. Give me <laughs> yeah. a time travel throughout yeah. the multiverse. Yeah, or seeing like, what if Superman was raised like this? Like what? what if, I'll read it. Exactly. Whatever you're about to say, anything. I want to read it. Literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> what if he was raised in exactly it. the same way, but with a slightly different name? I'd love it. Still cool. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, they they dropped the Maverick Top Gun trailer, which oh. I didn't see. I, I haven't didn't, seen that I've yet. never seen the original Top Gun. It's all right. They what? fly around. They play volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I got to. I got to the volleyball scene, and I was like, yeah. what's happening? I believe the Chinese government this? once showed clips of it and claimed that it was their own military. <laughs> yeah, for real. What? Yeah, that's what I heard years ago. Wow. That, like to their to their populace, and they're like, mm. "This is our military." So that's and not I, really a sir. That's Tom Cruise, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's in our military. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We recruited him. Yeah, I'm sorry. What, my, uh, Mark? Uh, they also dropped the it trailer too, the full trailer, which looks fantastic. I can't, I can't wait. I'll tell you what, though, the one scene where we first see Pennywise, you know, and he's got the what a scene though. He's, yeah. uh, you know, um, Billy, Bill, Bill Denbro, right? Stuttering mm. Bill. Yeah. Anyway, he's yeah. running around and his kids in a mirror house in uh, the uh, at the carnival, and yeah. he's he's stuck. He can't see. He can't get to the kid. And he's Pennywise shows up behind the kid, and he's got this lulling tongue, but it looks like yeah. the dog app on your iPhone, <laughs> where it's just like that tongue hanging out of your mouth. So that was that part was kind of silly, but yeah. I think the rest looks awesome. I cannot wait yeah. for this movie. 
It really does look What's good, and it's got a hell of a cast too. So. Which which him? Pennywise. Like wait, like he's not always a clown, right? Wait, is he, he like is just some being, force of evil? He is a being that he's an alien huh. that uh, landed here on Earth millennia huh. ago. Huh. And Occasionally, he go, go tours around with uh, Slipknot, and just it's a Pennywise joke because there's a band, there's a rock uh, band called Pennywise. Yeah. So he's a he's an undying being, um, and uh, he feeds on the fears yeah. of people. And uh, the most potent fear that he can get is from children. So, so strong because yeah, yeah makes so sense. he has yeah, a tendency yeah. to uh, um, you know toy with kids yeah. uh, and become their greatest fear. So yeah. he's not always Pennywise. Right. Um, he is in the movies because you. I think. American audiences need that connecting like a tissue. touchstone. It's also easier in a movie than a book to yeah. have. Like a character doesn't have to look the same in a book to be the same, right. to be known as the same. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what Pennywise is. All right. Yeah, hmm. and he lives in the sewers underneath a, a town called Derry. You think he'd Derry get around Man. more? Just go to different places, you know? Right. There's a lot of kids in the world. Yeah. No, that has to do. I think they're going to get into it in this one about mm-hmm. the circus and the. All the stuff that happens in the past. So. There's something about Derry because Derry's where it landed. Oh, I got you. Because I would think, like, you know, there's it go to a city, go to a big city. It was, it was just a, it was mountains and forest at the time, huh. um, and then eventually became a town. Anyway, that, <laughs> I can't wait for it chapter two. I loved it chapter one so much. My only complaint is that it wasn't a mini series of episodes that I could watch like six hours of. I think <laughs> I love those kid actors. They were so good. Um, he was great. Uh, Skarsgård, I think, was great as Pennywise. Yeah, literally the only problem is that there wasn't enough of it for me. So I'm really excited for part two. And it seems like they're going to also have some of the kids in like stuff in there as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like flashbacks or whatever. Yeah, oh, they're all adults yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So back in the day, uh, it was took takes place the the new one takes place in the I guess 80s. Oh, okay. And they defeat Pennywise. Huh. Uh, even though he's clearly not been defeated, but whatever. They're like, ah, oh, we beat him. If he as ever resurfaces, which he's definitely going to do, we'll come back. And um, so, yeah, now they're adults. And it's James McAvoy, yeah. Jessica Chastain. Oh, cool. Uh, not Bill Hader. Is it Bill Hader? Yeah, it's Bill Hader. Bill Hader. He's done some dramatic work recently, and he's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry, right? Yeah, Barry. Yeah. And yeah. even in uh, Documentary Now, there's like a little bit of drama uh, in a few also- episodes. Well, and also he or the 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 little the the guy who uh, the little black kid he grows up to be the uh, the, the what it's the commercial with the uh, shit the the one where the the soap commercial. This is going great. Sorry. What do we Never do? Mind. Never mind. Are you just making a gag? No, it's true. He's it's the guy in the uh, commercials for the. The fuck. Never mind. <laughs> they make okay, commercials I'll for that. I'll find it. So I'm real excited about it. Chapter two. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm looking it up now. And then what? What else? What else? Uh, what is the other Marvel shit? Oh, what if the what if cartoon? Oh yeah, I'm real excited about that because it deals with the multiverse, the multiverse, other possibilities. I loved the what if series. You yeah, know? me too. That was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited for that. I think a cartoon is a good idea as long as it's oh, definitely. An animated. Well. Because then also you can get. You like with the, with the what if you want to see like what if Steve Rogers whatever or Tony Stark whatever mm-hmm. and you 
can get those as voice actors. Oh, so, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like they might not want to be in a movie where they have to work 18 hours a day. But, but they'll show up in their sweatpants at a yeah, exactly. know, recording studio. Or no pants. I don't know yeah, what No pants. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, I, oh, I've, I completely forgot about this. Fall 2021 is going to be the Hawkeye movie. Mm. And all of the graphics that they showed at SDCC were based on the Matt Fraction, David Aja run, which is like the all, one of my all-time favorite Hawkeye runs. Movie or it's show? It's not a movie. It's, yeah. Oh, is it? A, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's, a it's a show. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. That's all right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then my favorite is Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. And that'll be in uh, November of 2021. And it was revealed that, um, what's her nuts? Jane Foster. Jane Foster, played by? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman will return and pick up the hammer. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about. I'm hoping that it is not a worthiness issue. I really liked in Endgame when Thor, you know, uh, when they're back in time and he calls the hammer to him. Yeah. And he is, he's like, still yeah, worthy. I am still worthy. You yeah. know, because he had questioned himself and, yeah. you know, a lot of went down. And I liked that. Oh, and you'd I, prefer her, him handing it off to her, maybe? Or, like, he's got Stormbreaker and yeah. Mjolnir, like, recoalesces and mm -hmm. finds her. And there's some other thing. And it's like, she's worthy. It's just, like, not because he's not worthy. Yeah. Um, that's we've just how I prefer We've it. already been dealing with his, him... In that state yeah, of he kind of found himself again, and, and I liked how that yeah. happened. Had had he not been able to summon Mjolnir in this movie, yeah. then sure, it would have made sense in the next movie for it to go to someone else. Right, yeah. right, right. But the fact that he's already, he overcame that in one film. So. Yeah, and I thought it was a cool, uh, like, I just liked that scene, and I wouldn't want it to be like, ah, no, now he's and not worthy. And plus, really we, you know, it was the entire plot so of Guardian, Thor 1. Yeah, true. Is, yeah. is Guardians going to be, uh, Guardians 3 happening before Thor? No. Oh, is it after? after? It's, it's huh. got to be, right? I was hoping it's for a Thor slate. and Guardians. Huh. I was kind of hoping for a Thor and Guardians. Uh, As Guardians I'm, st I'm, the still, I'm still hoping that yeah. he'll be in it, even yeah. if... Although it would be... Yeah. It, they, like, they left him there, yeah. and if they do a Thor movie, and then, who knows, maybe he'll... Maybe they'll be in it a little bit or something. These are the questions I like to ask. Yeah. This is the fun yeah. of, all, of knowing all this ahead of time and yeah, going, well, yeah, what's yeah. it going to be? Yeah. yeah. Isaiah yeah. Mustafa, who plays a grown-up Mike... And it was the Old Spice guy in the oh. commercials. Oh, I was pretty close. I said Terry Crews. Yeah, it's it's the thing that Terry Crews was doing, too. Yeah. But yeah, The man your man could smell like. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. So just let you know. But yeah, it's he's gone from the Old Spice guy to starring in this, this movie. So it'll be interesting to see his yeah, acting debut. Huh. Um, Although he has acted in other things. And then what's the other thing? Blade is back? Mm hmm. hmm. It's I interesting that they're going more like it. mystical with a lot. You know what I mean? They've got Scarlet Witch looks like she's going to be more uh, you know, like magic-y yeah. than before. Doctor Strange is is a big thing. You've got uh, Thor. I mean, he's always been around. And then Blade. And even Shang-Chi with the Ten Rings thing yeah, yeah. could have some yeah. mystical stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm excited for most of these things. Again, the only thing that I'm kind of... It's, it's just, I'm, I guess I'm just hesitant. I'm like, I don't know anything about the Eternals. So They've been around. I will after I see the movie, which I'm sure will be great. But anyway, emails. E-Melio-Melio-Melio-Melios. <laughs> All right. Here's one from Noel. Hmm. You may remember him <laughs> yes. from previous episodes of this here podcast. <laughs> just last week. Uh, he's, he's not able to join this evening, but uh, he did make sure to email us in. And his email reads as thus. Shut the front door. 
I should have expected the most humdrum, bland, sans conflict, air quote, event I've ever read ends with a conversation and every character walking into the light like a slow, soft death into the next series. But then they left it open in the most obtuse and inexplicable way, as if, as in, I didn't understand it enough to explain it. Ugh. If Age of X-Man had a face, I'd slap it with a challenging white linen glove. Five stars! <laughs> Side note, Jimmy Olsen was the best. Hmm. Did it. anyone read the, that book this week? I, I didn't, read it. I didn't yeah. because I knew Noel was going to read it. Which one, Jimmy Olsen? Well, or I, no, no, Age of, Age of X-Man. Noel oh, yeah. and I committed. Noel and I committed to reading the entire thing, and we did. Hmm. And I think just the fact that we made it through uh, was pretty. You know, I think that was that deserves something. You deserve a participation trophy. <laughs> yes, yeah. something, something, uh, cookie or something. But um, you didn't read it, JD? No, of course not. I read about this... the first half of it. I I flipped yeah. ahead to when X Man showed up, huh. and he was like. If you want to kill everyone in in this world, just push this gem through my chest. Huh. And then they yeah, were like, the "Yeah, all right." And they the did life's it. the life seed. Yeah, it's like I don't. I I was well. That's what I wanted to ask Noel because I don't remember that even appearing anywhere else. Yeah, and all of a sudden this life seed shows up. I, it I just must don't... have been in uh, Age of X Men Alpha. Oh yeah, it makes it would make sense, right? But I don't remember it because who cares? <laughs> yeah, it was it was just a dud. We don't even have to talk about it if you don't. Oh, want great! To, we just had our conversation. Look at that. We're this is through our, the show. This, this is our review. Is just that this is a non-event. Yeah. Space holder until Hickman got his books done. What a bummer! It could have been so cool, and then it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, we have another email from Christopher Goodnight. Actually, we've got two emails from Christopher Goodnight, mm. but the second one was. From last week. Fucking rude. So uh, I'm not going to read it. So we do have one from last week where he goes, I'll agree that Sea of Stars is off to a rough start. I honestly thought maybe it was going to be a Moby Dick in space kind of story and it would have a time jump after the dad got eaten and the kid would be an adult with a vendetta. Not the case, I guess. I didn't even love the art. It was okay, but I didn't love the look of the kid through his helmet. Event Leviathan 2. I'm only guessing you will cover this whole series. I didn't love issue one, but the thought, but I thought this issue was a huge improvement. And my God, I do love me some Alex Maleev art. Still, if this series ends with Jason Todd as the ultimate bad guy, I'm going to be super pissed. Black Hammer slash Justice League number one. I know you got to be covering this series. Uh, we didn't do it. No, we just, uh, you're wrong. As much as I love some of Jeff Lemire's work, I tried the first Black Hammer trade a few months back and didn't love it. I don't even think I made it through the first issue. The art, the story, I just didn't care. But when Sorrentino started tweeting about this to show off his variant cover, I thought, what the hell? And boy, am I glad I did. The art was great, and the story was fascinating. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this plays out. Reaver number one. It's your boy, Justin Jordan. Hashtag friends of the show. And he has a new ongoing with some pretty super art by Rebecca Isaacs. I thought his spread series started off great, but the breaks between issues was off-putting, and I thought the ending was rushed. It felt like the series could have gone on for a while, but that the sales weren't there, or the delays killed the momentum, and he just decided to end it. 
With this book, I wish I hadn't seen his tweet slash Facebook post about his first arc being Suicide Squad-esque because I would have liked to experience that as I was reading it. I did really enjoy the story after a fashion. With fantasy books, it's always a struggle because names of species and places are always hard to understand. I don't know what plans he has for the series. Is it going to be a long story or a 12-issue maxi-series? I know sales play their part. But I hope the story is concise. Uh, take a lesson from Birthright by Joshua Williamson. He has let that series go on way too long, and I just want it to be over. I have preferred Nailbiter. Uh, if, if, I'm sorry, if have preferred Nailbiter stuck around and Birthright ended a while ago. <sighs> As for The Walking Dead's ending... While I like the idea of the ending being a surprise, except that people spoiled it a day early, I would have preferred the series kept going, especially since it is so far departed from the TV show at this point on regards to characters who are alive in the show versus those who are alive in the comics. I'd love... I'd have loved to see Carl grow into the man we meet at the start of the final issue. I don't think Kirkman is done with the series, but I do wonder if he did this to get out of any contracts he has with Tony Moore or Charlie Adler. Kirkman does still have Die, 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 an Oblivion song, and is wrapping up Outcast by the end of this year, I think. Another book that is long in the tooth. And finally, Year of the Villain. DC, please lose the fucking banner at the top of every issue of every series. Maybe it's just for the offer, because there are a few in my, like, that don't have it. But still, it is yucky, and I hate it. Chris Saint Saucy, good night. Yes, uh, it's stupid. Yeah, I don't like, they don't need those banners all over Because, the and also, the, the way um, they happen, and I read it in about six books this week, is exactly the same. It's like there's some talking, there's a showing of, of Luthor's pod and then a mm. big splash page of Luthor talking to whatever villain, Black Manta, uh, Bane, Bane happened this week in Batman, um, all of that stuff. It's just, it's the exact same thing. So yeah. it, it, it's just dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Event Leviathan 2, I, yeah, we liked it. You know what? Uh, going back to Black Hammer Justice League, I'm going to read that. I do like Black Hammer. I haven't read all of it, but I like what I've read of it. What's Black Hammer? Black Hammer is a story by Jeff Lemire put out, I want to say, Dark Horse, question mark? Okay. And it is one of those series that deals with a pastiche of the Justice League. Oh, cool. And they have dealt within their universe. Mm -hmm. They have dealt with a cataclysmic crisis, Ah. to use a word. Hmm. And afterwards, they all woke up on a farm. Ah. Uh, the you know transported so like the rest of the the world that they were in yeah. thinks they're all dead, yeah. um, and they've woken up on this farm and they can't really seem to leave. Yeah. I think they can go to town for supplies and stuff, oh, of course, but they're just trapped there. Huh. Uh, so there's a Martian Manhunter character. There's a there's like a really um, a speedster, like a moral kind of compass, the Superman character yeah, yeah, type yeah, of yeah. thing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. That's cool. So yeah, that's what, like that's the, the basis of like that. kind of archetype interpretations it's almost like a multiverse it's like that he has built an entire universe around that uh that story though which is pretty cool that he's he's has his own black hammer universe oh that's cool yeah so Hmm. it's pretty cool so yeah there's a whole bunch of trade paperbacks there's there's three regular ones and then there's like dr no franken what's his name dr franken's no 
Frank and Dr. Smith. Sherlock Frankenstein is one of the characters. And there's Dr. Star and the Somethings of Tomorrow. There's a whole bunch of shit. That's cool. I like him too, Jeff Lemire. Seems to be building his own, like, invincible universe. Hmm. Kind of like an Astro City sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Uh, Is anyone excited about the six new X series that are coming out this fall? Well... A little bit, because those are the Jonathan Hickman ones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like Hickman. They're uh, spawning off of... Oh, Hickman is just doing one of them. Yeah, he's just doing X-Men, right? Yeah, and, but then there's like Excalibur, Marauders, New Mutants, Fallen Angels, and X-Force. I'll tell you what, uh, we're definitely going to read at least one of all of them, so we'll <laughs> find out. I, yeah. I think so. I'll, yeah, tell, you, I'll right. tell you, my initial reaction when Noel was reading me, because uh, we, were, we were eating dinner with our, our loved ones at the time, and he... Uh, all the SDC stuff, CC stuff was coming up on the phone. And he was just like, and look at this, and look at this, and look at this. And um, so for that particular thing, I was like, oh, come on. I- I've told so many of my customers, and this is my fault, obviously. I was like, oh, no, Jonathan Hickman's coming, and they're streamlining all the X books. So there's not going to be all these crazy X books. It's going to be like, you know, House of X and then Powers of X. And then there's probably just going to be like the one main X book by John Hickman. And that was so naive of me. Um, and now there's been six new titles, if not more, <laughs> mentioned, and I'm just like, ah. But they might be not, you know, like Marauders might not be a main. Well, I do book, think you know. a couple of those are minis. Oh, okay. I was even thinking, even if they're ongoings, yeah. you know, they might, they're in the X-Men corner of the Marvel Universe, but I, my, maybe my not My gut main. and experience tells me a lot of these new series are going to disappear yeah. as soon as the team changes. As soon as, I'm sorry, the creative team changes. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a shame. But, you know what? I don't want to be negative. Maybe it'll be great. And we're certainly going to read them for the show, so. <laughs> Lucky us. Mm-hmm. Um, should we move on to the comic books? Sure. Would you like to do that? Would you like to read the comic books and discuss them? Shouldn't we have read them already? Oh, oh no! This, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're new to the show. What, what we usually last year, uh, last week was a uh, a fluke. Oh, usually we sit and quietly read them on the air. Oh, that sounds nice. And then yeah. eventually, like every yeah. so often, we'll chuckle. <laughs> You're like, ah, that was good. Uh, or, oh, jeez. Oh, Cyclops. Ah, look at you. What are you doing? Yeah, I like it. Then we finger gun. Like, yeah, yeah. pow. Great yeah. for a listening and audience. It, yeah. And then I say, oh snap. <laughs> and then we all laugh because we know because that's an in joke yeah, yeah, from a couple yeah. years ago Sweet. where like <laughs> where we all snapped at the same time and we were like oh snap nice authorship so Batman number seventy five by Tom King and uh, fucking oh this guy I don't like Tony S Daniel you don't like Tony Daniel you could tell because I just said I don't like Tony S Daniel that was that was my that was my big clue <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What are you, Batman over here? What are you, the world's greatest detective? <laughs> I mean, the world's greatest detective can also figure things out that are easy. <laughs> uh, uh, City of Bane, part one, Tom King with Tony S. Daniel and Mitch Gerards. Ger- Gerards. Gerard- Gerards? That guy. Um, this, Mark, mm. do you agree that s- stuff happened in this episode? Stuff happened. Do you, did you like the stuff that happened? Uh... It's just a new development. Um, it feels like a multiverse. I don't think it's a multiverse. No, I think it's. it's not, I but... think it's actually happening. But it, it's just stuff like this where all of a sudden, you know, there's like a status quo change. It just makes you wonder, like, all right, this 
doesn't seem like it happens in the DC universe, just like the Bat universe. Um, so right. it, it doesn't just doesn't feel like it has ramifications. Doesn't have any weight. Yeah. yeah. And some of the stuff that's happening here feels so ridiculous. Like yeah. the what was it? Um the Riddler and Joker are cops? Yeah. Well, it, oh, especially Did you notice since... the reference? Uh I didn't read this, but I I saw it pointed out. Um do you guys watch Brooklyn 99? No. No. It is a great show. It's hilarious and heartwarming and it's awesome and uh the desks that they're sitting at are the two main or two of the main characters, uh, Peralta and Santiago. Uh-huh. And Melissa Fumero, who plays Detective Santiago, like tweeted out and she was like, I'm in, you know, like we're in Batman 75 and also Spider-Man mentioned something mm. about, uh, I think it was last week or this week. Oh, that's well, funny. I guess it wasn't this week. Yeah. I guess everybody loves that show. It's well, a good I've, show. I've yeah, seen, I recommend oh it. Oh my God, I'm looking at it. You mean this yeah. one here? Yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, the one. you're right. Yeah. Um, Oh, they literally have the names yeah. on the desk, and they have written. So there's Detective Santiago, mm-hmm. and the Riddler has scratched off and written his name just as Detective Riddler now. <laughs> and then Peralta has Joker. That's, that's really cool. okay. That's yeah. I like that the best. Yeah, yeah. I would, as an aside, highly recommend that show. It's uh, really I've seen really a funny. Of episodes, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Not enough to say I watch the show. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought this this issue, if it was um, a what if or something would be mm-hmm. I would be more into it but the fact that the Riddler and the Joker are part of the Batman's police department you know Thomas Wayne's oh they didn't just break in and do that no he so all right <laughs> Thomas Wayne and Bruce Wayne yeah. last issue had a big fight down in the the pit the pit yeah and all you saw was a gloved hand climbing out of the pit. Right. And we let, we thought that was a really great cliffhanger because they were both wearing gloves. You weren't sure which of the characters mm. won. I thought, great. And now we've jumped ahead, I don't know how long, and Thomas Wayne is now the Batman of Gotham City. Mm. He has replaced all of the Gotham City Police Department with Hugo Strange and uh, the Joker mm. and Riddler. Basically, Why would every, you think that's a good idea? Every, every Batman villain is now a cop. Huh. Oh, I guess it's so bad. It just—I don't buy well, it for a second. Well, how is Batman Tom empowered? King himself, he's going against his own stuff because Tom King, King himself had the Joker and the Riddler almost kill each other, like maybe three years ago. Was it well, he, three years? Two years ago? Yeah, and I think the, I think the idea here is that Thomas Wayne is so good at being Batman, and he's so—he he, everyone is so afraid of him that they're willing to put everything aside to work for Thomas Wayne. Yeah, that takes away from the Joker. I mean, if anything, yeah. on these big spanning events, I think like you got to take the Joker out of this. Because yes, that makes sense. He yeah. always yeah. will be the big, the quintessential Batman villain, and to have him bow down to anyone like hmm. uh, like like Bane or Thomas Wayne is it, that's why it's like that's why he doesn't really function in the Legion of Doom either because mm-hmm. he's just the wild he doesn't card. take orders. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like in the and, cartoon, in the in the Justice League cartoon, I thought they did it pretty well. Like, you know, Luther's like, I don't want him anywhere near this. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, definitely need to pull him out of this, but too late now. I mean, yeah. if Thomas Wayne is able to get them to do whatever he wants, why is this what he chooses right! to have them do? <laughs> like, why not be like, oh, sit quietly in your cells? The other thing I don't buy is. Um, what what's the guy um the guy with the puppet um the ventriloquist, the ventriloquist? thank you the ventriloquist yeah. he's the new alfred down in the bat cave yeah. Huh. yeah and which means i assume everyone knows that batman's bruce wayne 
Yeah. What? <laughs> right? He's he's down there in the bat cave. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, if a sea level bat, vi- bat villain knows No, I I was shocked that you revealed to me that Batman is Bruce Wayne. Oh, oh, I see. I see. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Mark, go ahead. If, but if a sea level villain like the ventriloquist is going to know where the bat cave is, then you know, you're you're done. You're yeah. you don't have a secret identity anymore. Um, I can understand the Riddler and the Joker maybe holding that information back because it's fun to have knowledge and information like that. And yeah. Especially the Riddler, yeah. Yeah. Well, he but, knew for uh, a while, right? Yeah. Uh, during Hush in that era? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't oh, know. I'm, I'm I, sorry, I didn't finish. So, oh. um, Alfred, um, the ventriloquist is the new Alfred, and Alfred is still up in Wayne Manor, hmm. and uh, Thomas Wayne goes up there and it's discussed that <laughs> Alfred um, is sure that Bruce will be back and he will kick his ass, hmm. right? Hmm. But the way it's explained, it seems to be the rest of the Bat family, all of those <laughs> unhinged people in masks who follow <laughs> Bruce to the ends of the earth and Alfred and are all, they all consider Alfred their granddad, their sure. uncle, family member. They all love Alfred, right? Sure. They're they're so afraid of of um, Thomas Wayne that they're leaving him alone too. Really? Get the fuck out of here, Damian Wayne. Right, is cowed exactly. by this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the well, fuck out of here. I mean, and I, I honestly, I think it's one of those things where it's it it's only happening in this issue, and something this of of this level needs to go across the board in the bat books mm-hmm. uh, you know across all of the books there and if they don't then it just doesn't feel like a real story it feels like an elseworlds i mm-hmm. guess could this so. be a like another dream vision or something like that it, absolutely you know and if that's the thing if it's another mm. fucking issue of nightmare <laughs> great fuck you. great no, but also no. fuck you <laughs> no no i'm saying i'm saying at least he's at least if it's a nightmare then all of this dumb bullshit doesn't matter, hmm. doesn't count. Yeah. I can just discard it as hmm. as not canon. Hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, um, it would fit a lot of the, you know, like Joker and Riddler being friends, Arnold Wesker being in the Batcave. Like, how do you undo right. some of these things? Or how do you right. make sense of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the same way you undo uh, Alfred losing his hand. Remember Alfred had his hand chopped off? By no. The, yeah. When was this? By the Joker during Scott Snyder's New 52. Mm-hmm. No. He literally lost a hand and now he's huh. fine. Well, wasn't he dead for a little yeah. while, like decades ago? Then he became sure. the outsider. Um, oh, and then reading. So another thing that pissed me off was in in the interstitials between all of these different stories is Ugh. Bruce wandering up the mountain yet again, hmm. like he did as a as a, I assume a teenager to go learn right. You know hmm. his his yeah. big worldly treks to go right, right, right. become Batman. Um, he goes back to a temple, and the whole time there's a voiceover of someone telling a story about a guy who, a farmer who lost his horse, but huh. then the horse came back, huh. and his neighbors were like, oh, how lucky, and he goes, maybe, and then oh, yeah. something, oh, the, the horse disappears, and the neighbors go, oh, what bad luck, and he goes, eh. yeah, maybe, and then the next day the horse returns with two more horses, and they all the, the townspeople go, oh, you're so lucky, and he goes, oh, maybe, and then... One of the horses fucking eats his toe, and they're all like, "Oh, what bad luck!" And he goes, "Maybe." So anyway, it's this whole stupid um, anecdotal st- shit, anecdotal thing. But then we get to the person who is speaking, <laughs> and we assume that it is um, 
the let's see, it's a bit Tibetan monk, right? Hmm. That taught him whatever. Hmm. And he gets there, Bruce does. And we find out it's just a kid wearing some rags who slices his throat, hits him with a crowbar, and they leave him in his underwear in the cold, in the snow. Hmm. So you're going to tell me that this dipshit with a knife <laughs> is sitting there telling this story as a... As a to no one. To who? <laughs> he, he just likes that story. The more I talk about this issue, the angrier I'm getting. Because I remember reading it and going, oh, at least some stuff happened. But I hate everything that happened. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. I don't mean to go on. Please. No, that's that, that was frustrating as hell to read that again. It's it's like if I have to read another caption box in a Tom King book, I'm going <laughs> to jump off a bridge or something. It's <laughs> just it's so frustrating. Get a bridge prepared. Yes. But uh, also um, the Thomas Wayne Batman blinds Harvey Dent, oh! the Harvey Dent side of Two-Face. Hold yeah. on a second. Hold on. This is even better. I'm I'm enjoying telling Brian all this stuff. Yeah. So he uh, Two Face is there, and um, Batman. He doesn't buy into it. He's the only one acting normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so Thomas Wayne throws a batarang into his eye, hmm. right? Hmm. Just right in his eye. Sure. And then uh, Hugo Strange, who is dressed like like oh, the is he the Gordon? Yeah, of like, this? like he's Commissioner Gordon. Right. He goes, "Oh no, you killed Harvey." Bat, listen to this. Batman says. I severed some nerves separating the sides of his brain. One side is damaged. One is not. You th- you threw so a batarang he... into his eye, and that <laughs> severed <laughs> the sides of his brain? Sure. I don't know if you know this, but I am not a doctor. No. Yeah, and uh, even I was like, "What the? get the fuck yeah. out of here. Now, Thomas Wayne is a doctor. Is a doctor! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. he would know. <laughs> also, uh, if you separate, even if... Even if this procedure separated the two hemispheres of his brain, yeah. what would that do? It's not like, oh, yeah, my Harvey Dent side will control the left half exactly, of my body. Yeah. Like, it's one brain. Uh, <laughs> you need both parts. Fuck this book. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I agree. And, you know, and even if you separate a brain with a razor like that, that's still pretty much killing a guy. Right. Because you <laughs> just you know, cut their brain you don't in half. Back from that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's. I don't know. I mean, he's not dead, but he's, I don't know. Now he's all evil, I guess. Who because the fuck he's blinded knows? Harvey. I don't know. Yeah, that's on. the other thing. Is he blind now also in that yeah. one eye? No, like, he's got the other eyeball. Oh, without, I see. Uh, he's he's without the blinded the Harvey eye, uh, but the Two-Face eye is So, like, there. Harvey can't right. interact with the world anymore. Yeah. That would have made more sense if it was more of a psychological, metaphorical thing. Mm-hmm. He's I like, oh, I blinded the Harvey part, was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was lost in the translation, I think. Uh, but it was, I think it, that's that's kind of what Tom King, I think, was assuming was is kind of putting out there. I but, do like Psycho and then Pirate. Psycho Pirate comes in. Yeah. So he could that, have something yeah. to do with everybody behaving unusually. That is exactly what's happening. I yeah, think. Yeah. I think Psycho yeah. Pirate comes in and he tells the Joker, "You love him, right? You you love uh, Bane, but I don't think. I, do Do you think that the psych? This is actually just um. A curious question: Do you think that Psycho Pirate's ability would work on someone like the Joker? Uh, I think I think so. He is a he is probably one of the most powerful characters in the DC universe. True. I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was really crucial in the Crisis, like mm-hmm. all the Crisis stuff, and so um, I think he he uh, I think he could do the Joker like crazy like do some crazy shit to the joker i think yeah i agree i agree that he would be able to the joker is sometimes there are some things that can like penetrate that magnet like 
there was some story a while ago where he was given something and he goes sane for a little while and then something happened to him to send him back i could also easily see that being yeah. like writer to writer that they're like no his mind is a maze of madness yeah. no yeah. to you know no telepath or whatever it can penetrate could go well i think i think the trick could work but if, if it's if it's gonna fail um or wear off it, it'll be the joker that is able to do that yeah or, um, it, or it never worked for him and he was just playing along for his own amusement that could be it too yeah yeah, yeah. So. it's just this whole thing is just i realize what i'm about to say is stupid because it's reading comic books it just feels so ridiculous to me mm-hmm. this whole this stupid. whole plot of hmm. thomas wayne's just I, I don't buy into any hmm. of it like, well, I, I think I, I think that that there are some books that play within the boundaries of the universe that it's in, and then there are other ones that just seem like they're happening in their own. In this is the King verse, you know. This mm-hmm. isn't DC, the the DC universe. It's like that. It doesn't have any ramifications outside of this book. It doesn't have um, like there's world-ending things every three months and um no one else in the in any of the other books even seem to notice Mm -hmm. it anymore and it's it happens in both marvel and dc but i I think it i think it happens so much um i think people have forgotten that you know you can tell some really good character stories um character heavy stories with just a, a smaller stakes you know you don't have to shoot for the moon every every damn time you know but um that's why I you guess... know last last week I think most of us were saying Batman Universe number one. Yeah. I would just mm-hmm. like that to be the yeah. Batman book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, that's often that true of movies happened. too. That you know, like you get anywhere. smaller stories in comics and whatever, and those are cool. Not mm-hmm. everything has to be a huge arc for the main character yeah, to be yeah. cool. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the Immortal Hulk number twenty-one. Twenty-one by Al Ewing. And I'm flipping, I'm flipping. This oh, is Ryan a, Bodenheim is the yeah, guest artist. Yeah, this is not the normal guy that does it, does no. the art for this I'm, book. It's I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah, I like that style and the and the like color palette is cool and yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're being introduced to I don't know if he's an all new character. I've never really he, if he's been around, he never stuck in my brain. Fortean? He's the new General Talbot. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Reginald yeah, yeah. James fourteen. Fortean? Fortean is how I was pronouncing it. Fortean? That's what I was saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that there is a reference in there. Uh, I think that is a word that means something, but I can't remember. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and this is basically an entire episode of his origin story. Uh, you were jumping through time as he uh, grows and develops as a character and used to work for General Talbot, Thunderbolt... Oh, no, not Talbot. Thunderbolt Ross, I'm sorry. Thunderbolt Ross. And... Um, has you know watched his evolution uh, mm. up until even just becoming the Red Hulk and all that, what have you, and he uh, winds up getting a hold of the Abomination Husk, and I guess putting it on like a suit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the end he's the new Abomination. Yeah, which is a bummer. So, two two issues ago we talked about this book and I loved it. I thought it was great. It's a nice horror uh, body horror book and. Um, it's it's really a much better book than I had anticipated being. And then I missed the last issue, so I don't know what really happened with the Abomination. There was Rick Jones and Emil Blonsky. Their faces were melded together in the middle of yeah. the the claw hand that that serves as his head. And uh, 
Mark, what happened there? What happened to those two guys? Uh, it was just Rick Jones inside of there. Oh, because was there was another face. Around. Yeah, yeah. There was a face inside there. I think the other one was uh, Emil Blonsky. That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. It was Rick Jones but, and Emil Blonsky, and their faces were yeah. fused together in the head. I think Emil Blonsky is still in the suit, oh. but um, they're carrying around the body of Rick Jones right now. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Hulk and Harpy and uh, the news reporter. They have the body of Rick Jones. So Oh, I see. Hulk just sort of ripped him out of the middle of his, his mm. thing. So I think that that's what it is. It's like Emil Blonsky has become like this just this skin suit that people are wearing now all over <laughs> yeah. the place which i mean the, the whole thing is it, it revolves around uh um like body horror and all of this just like it's very much a horror themed book um i i think it's just a, a fantastic sort of uh um rendition of the hulk that they've given us for so far um, absolutely but I think this, this is... is a pretty weak issue just because I haven't I don't care about like I realize it had to happen. We have to be introduced mm-hmm. to this character moving forward. Mm-hmm. But this was very much a a one off specifically to tell us the origin of this one character. Yeah, I was yeah. excited to read it because I haven't read Immortal Hulk, but I've kind of been keeping up in like online reviews and whatever. Yeah. And I was excited that this was on the list. and I was like, oh, cool. And it really wasn't. It Immortal really Hulk. wasn't cool. No, I mean I did enjoy it, but <laughs> yeah. it was, but it wasn't. Uh, it was well written. Yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. Art, the, the art just isn't the, as good as. Oh, I liked it, it uh, but I don't know what what came before. Um, I enjoyed yeah. it, but it, you know, it just wasn't a Hulk story. Yeah, and I haven't read a Hulk story in a long time. Fordian uh, means relating to or denoting paranormal phenomena. There we go. Hey, nice. The Shadow Order. Yeah. Very um, cool. So he's like a. He's like an X-Force or an X-Files guy. That's pretty cool. The only thing uh, I really uh, responded to was the way he took out Crusher Creel yeah. and um, Titania. Is that who that is? Titana, yeah. I think, is it? Or Titania. Yeah. I don't know. One, One of those. But, that, I mean, they're a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I like the way that he uh, just teleports out of nowhere <laughs> and hits him with fentanyl. Uh, which then Crusher Creel, who is the absorbing man, mm. whenever he touches something, he becomes it. His body turns into whatever that is. So he just turns into fentanyl and just <laughs> dissolves. Although, I mean, it's yeah. not, he has control over this, right? Like, he's, Well, not if he's high on fentanyl. Oh, so the fentanyl yeah. both caused him to lose control and then caused and then him also, to become fentanyl. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if there are a bunch of resurrections about to happen in this book, because you've got that as part of the story already with mm-hmm. the Immortal Hulk. Already, there's also a lot of pretty major Hulk-related characters that have died, mm-hmm. you know, in short order. Yeah, uh, like two, well, one to two in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I could definitely see. Well, wait, who's dead? Well, well, he kills Doc Samson. Yeah, he well, he said he did it. That was the one that I wasn't sure about. But the other yeah. one, I mean, he puts like a hole through it through uh, what's his name, Walter Sasquatch, old. Oh yeah, Sasquatch. Sasquatch yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, I didn't know who that was. Yeah, that's yeah. Sasquatch. I forget Wal- Walter well, something. Lana. Yeah, Walter Langowski. Yeah. He uh, basically um, the a couple of issues back, the Hulk absorbed the gamma radiation that made walter langowski into the sasquatch oh. but i honestly don't think that he's dead i think that just like everything else i think that uh 
the gamma won't let people die like that gotcha. yeah maybe there's like the immortal hulk was only the first of the gamma irradiated yeah. to see it yeah. to, the immortality well and betty betty uh, rose from the dead too ah. in a couple issues ago oh, she's so. so creepy too in that that <laughs> bird form yeah she's like a monster bird creature thing so that's really cool um it'll be interesting once they get the the other artists back because i, I really did like the other artists mm-hmm. i didn't hate this one but um it was much more uh it's just different than what we're what yeah. we're used to uh, i'm trying to find the name of that other artist but i can't which artist the one that we're looking at the one who usually is on this book. al ewing oh. al ewing's the writer the writer yeah um he didn't draw it as well uh, da, 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 da. brian we are in a comic book store brian's going to run up to the shelf yay he's going to run up he's going to stand up he's going to run he's going to he's going to untangle from all the wires He's gonna run to the. He's walking very slowly. I'll find it. I'll find it shelf. before he does it. It's a. It's a race. Immortal Hulk. Joe Bennett. Damn it! He did beat you. He beat you. Uh, it's Joe Bennett. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's putting the book back on the shelf. He's moseying Yay. back to his seat. He's grinning at me. The room. <laughs> All right. So anyway, this is good. It's not as good as the rest of the issues have been, but necessary, I feel like. Fordian has been around for quite a long time. Um, oh, has he? Who? It, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, within, since, like, the Red Hulk has been around, I think. Oh, okay. Um, he's He he has definitely taken place of, of like, General Talbot, or what's his name? Or, yeah, Talbot. Talbot yeah. Glenn Talbot. Talbot. They yeah. even kind of had a metaphor of, for a switch-off in this one, mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah. Talbot, you're in command. I'm going to talk to Fortian right now for a little yeah. while. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's I, I like it that that Al Ewing is still paying attention to regular Hulk stuff, but he's also he's adding to it as well, which is really mm-hmm. nice. Um, it's not overly psychological um, in a like pop psychological way, um, which I think it it really fit for the pop psychology times that Peter David was writing. Um, this Hulk, but I think that in the times that we have now, this is a much better Hulk for like kind of like this generation of of this culture, this this kind of a day and age. So it, I I think it works really well. So um, Al Ewing is definitely kicking ass on this run. So I I, I want to I don't want to see him leave anytime soon. Agreed. Yeah, it's the first time Al Ewing's been writing for years and years and years and years, and this is the first time that I've ever latched on and go, oh, ooh, this is real mm. good Al Ewing. Mm. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number one of the 12-issue maxi-series by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber. Um, I was c- curious about this. I really, really enjoyed Lois Lane, number one, and from what I read in Leviathan Rising, number one that had a little Lois Lane feature and a little Jimmy Olsen feature. I thought this was going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I found it confusing. I think there's there's a bunch of vignettes in here. Uh, the pal who fell to earth. Uh, it's the falls that'll kill you. That, that one, when it starts out in the in the olden times, I yeah. was kind of like, Ugh, how long do we have to deal with this? One page. Not long. One page. Yeah. Page, stop. <laughs> um, so... I don't know. There's a bunch of different things happening in this book. And I'm not entirely sure of the chronology of it or how they're tied together. But the where we end up is that Jimmy Olsen is in Gotham. He's been sent from Metropolis to Gotham. And he seems to be hiding out in Gotham as well. There's a Daily Planet 
clipping cut out that says who killed Jimmy Olsen. Uh, how did you guys feel? About, I, I, okay. I thought some of it was pretty fun. I thought some of it was indecipherable. I didn't know exactly what was happening. I don't know if I'm going to continue with this. What did you guys think? Brian. Uh, yeah, I, it was all right. There, I, I kind of agree. There were some parts that were fun and some other parts that I was like, eh, I'm just kind of getting through this. Mm. The, the, like the lion statue. Yeah. I don't have a problem introducing some new thing to Metropolis's, you know, skyline, but I've never heard of that before. Nope. There being this giant lion that's like iconic of of Metropolis. It does have a, a, a scaffolding around it, so I don't know, maybe it's being rebuilt or maybe it's being built there. Yeah. I don't know. And normally I would really like the Silver Age homage with the Turtle Boy thing. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. I just wasn't as I don't know I think kind of the disjointed nature of the of the individual stories they didn't really give me that much to latch on to. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wanted like an issue, yeah. not a bunch of like disjointed and tales. For some reason, maybe it'll come up later, but for some reason like one to two stories of the past. Yeah. That like the distant past and you know, I don't know, the I kind of thought they were the Luthers in the in the first story. Yeah. You know. But they're the Olsons. No, I mean, there's the Olsons and then the the group that kills Olsen. Oh, that, no, those aren't Olsen. the Luthers. The Luthers didn't show up till much later. See, that's the thing. That's what they say. Yeah. But then they kind of have their name are like LaFace, and yeah. I thought they were supposed to be the Luthers. Mm-hmm. Um, you I thought, thought that, they too? were supposed to be the Luthers. Yeah, I thought yeah. they were supposed to be the Luthers, too. And, like, that's how the Luthers came to rule Metropolis kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the idea the of the Olsons and the Luthers yeah. being kind of uh, enemies through time. Yeah, it's an interesting and, idea. Yeah, and and also kind of it's a sort of a commentary of how kind of hapless Jimmy is, and <laughs> how he might as while while uh, Lex Luthor is probably the most powerful Luthor that's ever been, mm-hmm. um, Jimmy is probably the weakest Olsen that has ever <laughs> right. been. You know, or or that I don't know, just the least responsible or the more aloof or whatever or however you he, want to characterize in, it. At, in presently, his family is still very wealthy, right, in this continuity? I and think he so. has chosen to you know, that standard like I don't wanna I wanna make my own way kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See I didn't even know that about Jimmy Olsen. I didn't either. It was an early New Fifty Two thing and it might have been the case in earlier continuity. I don't remember it ever yeah. being the case though. My problem with this issue, besides all the things that I just listed, <laughs> is this sequence where Jimmy uh is plummeting to Earth as a giant turtle. And by giant turtle, I don't mean Godzilla-sized turtle. I mean he is big for a turtle. Right. He's just slightly bigger than Superman-sized right. turtle. Right. He's about as, he's like Shaq's size. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Superman turtle. catches him pretty high up yeah. in the in the yeah. stratosphere, and then the the turtle still winds up crashing through a statue and landing in the water because Superman. Wasn't strong enough to stop his descent? Yeah, that is odd. What the f- yeah. What? And they could have easily thrown something in like, oh, Metamorpho's DNA made him ultra dense or something oh, like that. Oh, did they say that? Okay. I no, they that. didn't say that. Oh, they did They didn't. could have oh, said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, well, that would have made sense. Yeah. No, it didn't. I like Superman's reaction, though, when something happens with the turtle and he's like, oh, boy. Wait, in his, as Clark Kent. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, this reminds me very much of what we were talking about earlier, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, in just the the 
the humor, the the kind of like one panel jokes. Um, there's a whole like a six panel page where it's just weird shit happening to or Jimmy Olsen getting himself. Into oh, I like that. Yeah, that was cool with the like ghost Olsen and the, yeah. you know, a truck is being thrown at him. That kind of oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. I'll yeah. tell you, uh, my favorite part of this entire issue is on one page they're we're, they're in the um the the newsroom of the Daily Planet and the woman is talking to Clark uh Miss Leone and she Aretha goes Aretha Franklin Sure can can't you keep <laughs> this kid quiet and out of trouble just for a little bit and Clark goes gosh Miss Leone I wish I could but that might be a job only Superman could handle and he's actively winking at the camera Clark Kent is and the next panel on the next page, uh, she's walking away from him going, okay, Smallville, while Clark is still holding the winking face at, like, clearly an amount of time has gone by, and Clark is still he winking is in a freeze frame. at the camera, yeah. and I'm still laughing at it. Uh, it's very much unlike Clark Kent. It doesn't make any sense. It's Family Guy. But it made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Although it would really support his Clark Kent sort of persona. Yeah, of like, <laughs> it's just like, like you know, right, what the hell's going right, on with fella. this weirdo? <laughs> yeah. I do like the landlord. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he says words like moita. Yeah. Moida. And uh, he says coitins. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why don't know, Gotham, just... like, why would you go to Gotham? Why would that be where you picked? Like, let's go but live in is... this, in this well, like, schlocky little apartment. Mm-hmm. How is that any different than the landlords at uh, Hawkeye's place? You know, it's just yeah. that's what that was the main thing that reminded me of Hawkeye as well. Um, you know, with the with the, um, you know, the guys, all the the gang, the Russian gang that comes the, and gets you them. say bro. Hawkeye. Yeah. And bro. Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still one of my favorite bits is Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is fine. I guess if you guys read it and say I should jump back in, maybe I will. But I don't know. I'm going to stick with Lois Lane, I think. It could also, the way it sets up the end, I could see the second issue being very different. I well, Okay, great. You know, I hope yeah. so. Yeah. I don't know why you would start your story off this way, but all right. It's a good question. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, it is a 12-issue series. We're going to have a – and Fraction is a – is a good writer, so hopefully he can really pull this off. Uh, it's definitely a different tone than than the Lois Lane one, but mm-hmm. so was Jimmy's. I, I think that I didn't. I'm not a big fan or a avid reader of uh, the original series, but I seem to remember that being just him getting into one kind of predicament after another. Yeah, yeah, Which turning into this yeah. and that, or having spikes yeah. out of his body, or what have you. Not a lot of continuity. It's just like him being a turtle boy one time and then him going out into space another time. And, and the New Gods actually premiered in. So Jack Kirby, from what I've heard, when he went on to DC, he was like, all right, I'll take Jimmy Olsen because I don't want some other newer person who is less established to ruin their career on Jimmy yeah. Olsen. And sure. I think he just introduced the New Gods there, you know, mm. um, because that's what he was writing at the time. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think Jimmy Olsen can be a really fun, cool character. It also runs the risk, like in a way, like Lois Lane or whatever. That all right, we're reading a book about a side character who doesn't have powers, yeah. who yeah. is cool because of when Superman shows up. <laughs> you know, can't um, wait for the Snapper Car series. <laughs> right. Um, 
Honestly, I, I think I liked Jimmy Olsen the best in Grant Morrison's All Star Superman. Oh yeah, he was like this strange cross dressing. Yeah, yeah, that was character. Cool. He was neat. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to Vampirella. All right, Vampirella number one, and it's uh, I'm flipping, I'm flipping. Chris there's Priest. Of, there's a lot of covers. Oh yeah, Christopher Priest and art and colors by Ergun Gundu. Hmm. I'm sure I messed that up. And this is my first Vampirella comic. Have you guys read the Vampirella before? Never. No. Okay. No. Um, I hate this therapist character. Yeah. He's ter- <laughs> he's, a, he's awful. You know, he's supposed to be probably based on Chris Priest himself. Oh, is he? Oh, really? <laughs> I'll bet you he is. It seems like that. Or maybe he looks he looks a little bit like Sam Jackson, too, like Mr. Glass. Okay. In some of the in some of the shots, there's one that the Doc Tari. Oh, I see him. Oh, he does look. You're right. You're right. <laughs> That's um, total Sam Jackson. But um, yeah, I, the the art is a little photo referenced. Yes. But um, kind of I didn't stiff. mind it. I love I love Chris Priest's writing. Usually, like, yes. He's a modern day Peter David for me. <laughs> I think Even Peter though- David would have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> aren't I? Aren't I the modern day Peter David? <laughs> Uh, Christopher Priest feels a lot like the modern day Christopher Priest to me. (laughs) (laughs) Priest feels like the modern day Chris Priest. Um, Yeah, but uh, I I don't know the character at all. Um, I didn't even know she was an alien. I I always thought she was a mystical character set in a fantasy realm. Yeah, yeah, I I found out a a while ago that she is from a planet where they drink blood. Blood is water, huh. and they they bathe in it and they drink it. I huh. think all that sort of stuff. Where do they get the blood? It's water. I mean, it's just on the planet. We just and and I think humans are filled with. Oh, their water. Their water. Oh, I got you. Does she is she filled with water? <laughs> She's not filled with blood. She's filled with water. It's a reverse lemonade. <laughs> She's filled with lemonade. So then there's another planet yeah. of <laughs> creatures that drink lemonade. Yeah, yeah. The and lemonade. one of which is on her planet yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was fine. It seems like she's an alien. She came to Earth. I guess she takes on the. I don't know if she takes someone's identity or if she just creates her own identity. But she winds up saying something along the lines of like, "Well, the me." You know, she was in a the whole the whole point of this issue let me backtrack the whole point of this issue is that she is in an airplane crash because she's going up against fucking victor von clockenstock and von kreist von kreist yeah. is his name but she already it. seems to really know who he is oh yes yeah, so they not, seem like long time yeah enemies so it's not like this it's not like she absorbed or not absorbed but it's not like she is inhabiting the body of somebody who was previously human and living on that plane right i don't know living i mean there i my impression was that this is she just came as in her physical form uh-huh and she always looks like this well the last page also was the next issue is the many origins of vampirella exactly so i wonder if they'll do something maybe there have been a lot of different takes on her mm-hmm. origin yeah. so i like her she's got a little sidekick that is a it's Yusten Kos Yustenkios, and he's a Malangini, uh, which is an ensnarer, which is basically he he travels from one little creature to another and just mm-hmm. sort of talks to mm-hmm. her. Are they cool. are they 
together? I I thought he was an antagonistic force. No, I think he's like maybe a sidekick sort oh, of right. character. You know what? I and I don't know what the background is, obviously, but this psychologist not believing in these things is either totally fine because the world doesn't know about these things yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, if Amparella's been around at all, why would he not? And like. You know, when he's like, oh, no, this isn't real. Why doesn't she pop her wings out or something? Right. Just like, let's get past this. Yeah, yeah. I am not what you think of as a vampire, but I am also not what you think of as a human. Right. You know, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Here's my fucking wings. <laughs> like, Shut up. Let's go. get on with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's, right. that's a really good point. <laughs> and, and, he's, and he knows what she... He's like, oh, you're running around in dental floss. So he's seen her or knows that she exists in costume and does odd stuff, presumably. Or he's just referencing earlier in the conversation where oh, she said which she said my yeah. name is vampirella i come from a world where we have lemonade for blood that's yeah, possible yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, wear yeah. g-strings a lot yeah i remember that <laughs> yeah. that panel yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i just think there's not enough information given to new readers here hmm. we are three you both are intelligent i i get by um <laughs> But at the, between the three of us, we still seem a little confused as to the goings yeah. on. So I feel like they, he could have done better in reintroducing this character to new readers. Um, and I actually didn't realize it was. I hadn't paid attention to the fact that it was a number one. I just knew that it was the first of this arc. Ah, uh, and yeah. I would not have known it was a number one if not for it's it. a new number one because it has a hundred variant. <laughs> right. Yeah. They show in the back of it. It's amazing that they went a hundred covers for this oh did they i thought um, you were i thought you were exaggerating for no, comedic effects in the back it, it, it lists <laughs> oh, all shit. or it, it shows all of them and there are a hundred of them i wow. when i was looking this up they said that it has a hundred variants wow is, i will say collect this. them all christopher goodnight <laughs> I, uh, I will he say likes, this he likes the variant covers uh the gross the gross boy in me Likes looking at a lot of these covers. It's pretty sure. good. Pretty sexy cover, some of these. Um, her outfit is it's fucking all right. ridiculous. It's all right. I understand that we're living in an age where it's like this is – it's almost reverse body shaming. So it's like if you have a nice body and you show it, there's uh, – you know, it's it's seen as sexist and uh, misogynistic or whatever you call it, exploitative. But, you know, it's – it. There I mean, let's not get it. Let's covers. not get it crossed. This is exploitative. Yes, exploitative. It is. Well, it's not a real but, person. <laughs> it's, yeah, but at the same time, it's like it's cool that this 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 book can go right up next to Faith on the stands, and you could make your choice as to what kind of book you want to Faith pick up. Faith from uh, Valiant. Oh, oh, the Valiant, the character. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Oh man! These so are, I'm just saying that art. there's a variety. There's a fun yeah. variety. It's not like the '90s where this was an overabundance of this, but in the like in the 2000 late late 2010s, um, you really there. I mean, there are some books out there, but you don't see a lot of them on the shelves like this. Yeah, you know, those, those. if you look in previews that I order from, there's mm-hmm. a there's a publisher called Boundless, <laughs> and they will have uh, the ones you're talking about. They just have uh, loose paper. Is their comics? They, they don't bind their <laughs> books. <know>. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Yeah. No staples, yes. Um, uh, one thing that, that I I get why Priest sets this up, um, but it, it as like uh, with a therapist talking to him because it's a good way to introduce the character. Um, he's asking questions, but also he's he's very adamant in saying that like you know this he's challenging her an awful lot. And if someone has like this deep a psychosis, you kind of like as a therapist, you kind of want to 
go in and you you don't want to just bum rush him and say you're totally wrong the way you're thinking is wrong um he calls her a nut this yeah this is the way yeah he says this is the like basically this is the way reality is why don't you see it why are you acting crazy yeah um i mean i get it this might be his maybe direct approach but i think a better approach would be like this this therapist actually understanding vampirella's world Hmm. by being less challenging and just being more inquisitive and and trying to just understand her more and once that happens then you can kind of dole out the not judgment but at least the uh like some of the real world uh tough tough love stuff you know maybe he's not a therapist we just assume that (laughs) he's a therapist he's just was in an office and she came and lay down started talking i just I just didn't know if this is their first session or is this their maybe 50th session. And this he is seems to know. They've gone over this. Right? Well, like, he know. seems he to says... have some kind of background with what she believes is reality. Well, he says that he has to do these therapy sessions with everyone who has survived this plane crash. Oh, yes. I missed okay. that so Yeah, it's... so oh, he's there be... to do an evaluation, I guess. Huh. And so here's some yeah. of his dialogue. Um I am a board-certified NTSB-appointed trauma specialist assigned to help folk cope cope with this incident. 170 dead passengers times five on the ground. Yes. And nuts like you. Yeah. And he says, uh, there ain't no devil, no witches, no werewolf, no vampires. You half-naked Canadian bitch are not no alien from Pluto. (laughs) Very sensitive. Yeah. The fuck are... it's also, it's kind of nudity shaming too. Yeah. What does he care what she feel, wears? I don't feel very therapized by that. Huh. <laughs> also, it was 170 times five. No, no. So, 170 passenger, 170 dead passengers, times uh, five that on the ground. Right, but I mean, did it hit yeah. a town and explode the entire town? Like, See, oh, not I think it hit. I was think that it what a, happened? Uh, yeah, a populated area. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So. I mean, that's I mean all... that first. I yeah, yeah. I really like that first sequence where it's the little girl and yeah. she's. It's not your typical like uh, as much as like uh, Vampirella has kind of like perfect body and everything, but the little girl that shows up on the on the bike, she's got like eczema <laughs> and like got little zits on her face. Yeah, she's and, a teenager oh, with cool. zits and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and in uh, her arms, and it, it's like she just is kind of freaked out at the fact that. Like the guy's like putting his on his head. And, that was cool. uh, Yeah, that's that's a cool opening sequence. I thought yeah. that was a really neat, yeah. neat way of starting the book. But so. yeah, it just felt really off to me. But anyway, I I didn't hate it. I uh, I thought it was I, I thought it was a good intro. It's the first time I've ever really um, cared about Vampirella. Oh, okay. I still haven't, but I'm glad you have. <laughs> Are you gonna keep reading it, Mark? I guess she's. I guess this property is fifty years old. That's what the is it really simple. That's yeah. what the symbol oh, wow. in the fifty is in there. For. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just got in my pretty... shop a replica of I believe the first issue. Oh wow! Yeah, from back wow. way back in the day. Huh. Uh, cool. All right. Well, that's it. We did that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's these week's books. Thank you so much for joining us. You can email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com. You can also go to coltpopgo.com and click on the bright red banner on the right side of the site and leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show and we will respond to it. Look at Brian's face. He's lighting up with excitement. You're going to leave us some voicemails? No, I, oh. I'll just talk to you here. 
You're off the show. You're off the show. Now you got to leave. Oh, now I'll call. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, yes. You can go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo if you want to help out the show. And share and review us on on Instagram. Not Instagram. iTunes. I, that's the one. There you go. They both begin with I. They do. And they both have T's in them. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, probably other letters. Yeah. Brian, where can they reach you? Uh, I can be reached at... Well, I'm on brianliebdesign.com. Lieb is L-I-E-B. And uh, I think I also have a brianliebdesign at gmail.com is an email address. Yeah. And then Mark. Uh, I write at mlmillerwrites.com. Uh, uh, there's a www before that. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Nice. Going old school. I like that. Yes. Uh, World and, Wide uh, Web. I, I do uh, movie reviews. I also will update on my comics uh, when they uh, when they happen, but um, I don't have anything to share right now. But uh, mm. um, also, occasionally, I'll write at uh, Comic-Con.com, uh, C-O-M-I-C-O-N, and I share some of my reviews over there with those guys. So, um, uh, And my Patreon is ML Miller. So if you feel like sending me a dollar or two, that'd be nice just to keep my writing flowing. Yeah. Do it. Give him all your money. Yeah. That's it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. This is great.